What's up, everybody? We are having a bonus episode for you guys, since uh, I guarantee you most of us are not around our computers, at least right now. I know I'm going to be cooking like crazy. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, if you guys are listening to this one. Oh, and just in time, we got the uh, fun ads coming in, so that's always cute. Uh, (laughs) It's Travis, you got to stop advertising that early. You got to let us go. Uh, Dude, I got to make a dollar. Yeah. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, um, whether you guys listen to this Friday, walking your dog, whatever it may be, we are in the future, and it is Thanksgiving, and I'm wearing the sh- same shirt I was last week. Weird! So strange how that happens, but um, I wanted to talk to these two and actually kind of get their take on games for the year. I know we play a lot of Destiny, I'm going to be playing a ton of it come next season, Dungeon, you guys know we do that, but I play a lot of other things too, so do these two, they play more than I do almost probably, I'm sure, especially Travis, he plays all the things. I don't play as much as I wish I could. Let's just say that. But uh, Game of the Year nominations came out. We don't have to go through specific all of those. But I wanted to kind of get their takes on some of their favorite games they've played this year, whether it be direction or narrative or just games of the year, big shout outs, whatever it may be. Um, So we can just kind of go around the room, whether it's your top games or we might kind of organize those in the end. Just what are some games that you remember playing this year? Why did they stand out to you? Why should somebody else play at the maybe does live in this destiny bubble. Um, and I'm going to go to you cog first to say, just what is one of the games you played this year that you feel if somebody may have missed it, that they should probably play and why so many, um, I mean, and we can go around a few times. Yeah, worry, I, like. think, I think for me, it's been an indie heavy year for me. Okay. You know, like I, I've actually found more joy with the indie stuff, you know, like um, you know, Cult of the Lamb was 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 fun. Um, what's my man? Why am I forgetting no more robots? Why am I forgetting the name? When you, you you take the different animals, me and we was playing it. Um, e and um, oh uh, the uh, n- nothing, nothing. Nobody saves, nobody the, world. saves the world. Nobody yeah, saves yeah. the world. You know, um, track the Omi. Um, I'm playing the hell out of Pentiment right now. Um, Somerville, I'm enjoying like. Indies have been where I'm at this year, surprisingly. Like some of the AAAs have been good, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot of newer ideas. You know what I'm saying? And then obviously, y'all know, obviously, I'm where I'm at. So VR has taken you know a, a spot, but Demio has been an, another game that is just like smaller team resolution. I I was so proud of them to see them go from VR to now PlayStation picked them up and, and now they're going to have a PS5 version. And like, that's to me, that's one of the best new turn-based games in the market with a card system and a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons elements to it. I'm living with the indies right now. The, the, the AAA stuff hasn't, it's still good, but it just hasn't got me like past years, you know, kind of thing. I, I get it. We got the big boys out here, you know, God of War, Elden Ring, Plague's Tale, all the big stuff is out here, but, to be honest, when a good indie comes out, I'm addicted to them more. That's what I'm noticing this year. So, that's right. oh, thank you. Seafood okay. was amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I was I brought, I'm getting more, even silly little goofy games like Midnight Express. But yeah, Seafood was amazing to me. But yeah, that it, I, I'm Indie Cog this year. Indie Cog. Oh, corporate you, Cog. Indie Cog. Yeah, Indie Cog this year. What about you, Travis? You've reviewed a lot. You've definitely had some ups and downs in yeah, your review scores actually, this year. So for people that think I only review bad games, for your for the record, I reviewed 30% of the games that were nominated for Game of the Year. Ooh, at the game of the year. So I, I reviewed two out of the six. Plague Tale, Requiem, 
and I need to remember. Oh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three. So, um, yeah, I played a lot of good games this year. Um, of the ones that were nominated, I'm trying to remember the nominees for game of the year. Um, big yeah, ones. God of War, you Ragnarok, have God of War, Ragnarok. Plague, Stray, Horizon, Elden Ring, Xenoblade. Yeah, I, I Xenoblade Chronicles three. For for probably Horizon Forbidden West, definitely over God of War. Um, it's more my vibe. And okay. Xenoblade Chronicles three, I think, is great. Uh, that's not going to be my game of the year. I think the elephant in the room is Elden Ring, which I expect will sweep the nomination. So for for me, game of the year is really about which game pushed the industry forward the most that year and did something I'd never seen before. And so you're probably never going to get there with like a God of War sequel, uh, Horizon for Her- Her- Forbidden West, which I think does some significant changes. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is probably the sequel that makes the most changes to the formula and advances it. But Elden Ring is sort of like its own category. You know what I mean? Like it's really just its yeah. own type of game that that did something that I've never seen before. And so I think that is a pretty easy best game for me. That said, some games I played that I'm super excited about. I keep talking about Grounded. That's the oh. highest review. That's actually Ooh. the highest review I gave this year. So Grounded mm. was my my one nine this year. I give nice. about one nine a year at IGN. Nice. And so this that was my one nine. Um I also really liked um what was the game I was just uh talking about? Um oh um I think people are probably gonna talk about Marvel Snap. Yo which I've actually been having a ton of fun with. I've heard Marvel Snap heard, is definitely I'm definitely up there. Oh, I'm gonna get um, the game's pretty good. Game's mm-hmm. pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. Also, Return to Monkey Island. That probably has brought me the most joy so far this year. Uh that game is really damn good. And uh I I love those sort of old school retro games, and it's actually a good old school adventure game. So um yeah, I, I really like that one. Um yeah. And then of the ones I reviewed that are mm-hmm. nominated for game of the year, Plague Tale Requiem and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I would totally be fine with either of those games winning to be honest. Mm. Um, I think they're both really good games. I don't, I think it's hard to argue that either of them push the industry forward, but again, that's my definition. Not everybody shares that definition when it comes to game of the year. Mm. Um, has a game come out this year. That's better than half-life Alex. No, but that's okay. That's okay. Like um, how about you? E? What are, what are your top games, man? It's those like, so my biggest miss that I haven't played is Horizon. That's the biggest one that I haven't played that I've wanted oh, to. That one's good. I know. Yeah. I was like, believe me, if I can squeeze it in before the end of the year, I will try. Um, but for me, I mean, you like, I played Inscription right at the top of the year. That was honestly, I know it was last year's game, but that it was, was last year, yeah. Uh, but that was one I got. Nobody saves the world. I rolled the credits on that. I, I didn't one hundred percent it, but I had to be like 85 percent. That one was surprisingly deep and surprisingly fun like the way the systems work together what abilities do you take into certain dungeons and the way it it had more depth and it ended up being like 30 35 hours it was a longer game than i thought too so it actually kept me pretty solid like sifu you want to talk about action combat that just style action combos when you get to the third level i don't want to tell you what it is 
But when you get to the third level and then you get to the boss and I'm just like, okay, somebody had fun designing this level. They did a great job. Um, that one really shocked me and I squeezed that in. Then you have Destiny 2 Witch Queen, a campaign oh. that I did not expect to be as good as it was. I mean, we knew oh. Savathun had a lot of weight on it. We knew mm-hmm. could it live up to what this enemy that we'd built up and everybody is like, one of the best campaigns Bungie has ever done. One of the best shooter campaigns that you've probably ever seen. And then we get done with this. And now we're looking at Lightfall. Like, can you do it again? I don't know, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, the weight on Lightfall is going to be tough. Because Witch Queen hit hard. We had yeah. history with Witch Queen. And I just don't know if it's going to do it again. I hope the writers, the same team, they're building and growing. But Witch Queen was a special Destiny campaign. And it's like, it took us eight years to get the great one. But that may still be one of the greatest Destiny campaigns that we'll ever get. I mean, Taken King was great, but I thought Witch Queen still beat it. So for Destiny, we had one of the best campaigns. Then Elden Ring. Oh, my God. I put 100 hours into that game. And those are rookie numbers. Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, I know. Like, I got to about the 85 percent. And then I was like, okay, I just want to know the last couple things that I need to do. I'm not going to go search everything. I did probably I'd probably 85 percent of the game. But I didn't 100% max every level, you know, new game plus it or anything like that. But I got almost every boss down except probably a couple that I didn't trigger. But I did just about everything in that game. And I think, as you said, in pushing it forward, you have a Souls genre. Which is, I mean, you got Neos, you've got Souls, I mean, your Jedi, uh, Fallen Order, which we got another one of those coming up in 2023. There's a lot of teases on. Yeah, I mean, first one was great. but you're like, okay, you're going open world. And they could have flubbed it so hard. They could have messed it up. But the fact that I think they delivered on weird little quality of life things, like how you can get some health back when you're out in the open world and um, the fast travel system and then all just so much of that. And then, and again, I'll probably go back to it was either Dustin or Chris on uh, your guys' crossover one. When he, it was the, when I hit this two things. Mm-hmm which I don't really want to spoil, but fair warning, skip like the next 10 seconds in case you're worried about it. When I hit Limgrave, no, Lindell for the Mm. first time, and I got the vista of that city, I was like, holy shit. Like, that was a moment in that game I did not expect to see because so far you had seen Kaled and Limgrave and you'd seen uh, like the water kind of swampy area. And I was like, okay, I got a feel of what this game's going to look like. Completely just could not have been more opposite the juxtaposition me, between the swamp and then that i was like damn that vista i had the i had a similar moment but for me it was when i went underground and i realized that oh, there was going to be two maps to the game and i was like oh my god dude how big is this that game was, gonna be exactly <laughs> and then the other one and again you'd seen it by that point the other one was the map surprise Blew me away. Yeah, how it kept growing. Because it yeah. was like, oh, it's bigger. Oh, this is it. And it's like, and just enough times, it was like, no, we've got more for you. And you're going, how oh. again, just what you said, how big is this game? Like, but again, like, the hey, I'm going to go, what's down this little path? Oh, here's a dude you got to fight, but he's going to absolutely whoop your ass for a little while. And then, oh, what's in this tunnel? Oh, here's the uh, carriage um, of doom. From <laughs> like, all, there are things in that game when you're like, and you just keep coming up with stuff, that, and then you got to figure out the puzzles and the timing and this, and then some of the really 
pretty game of the year, brother. I mean, it, it does. About, like, I mean, the way you were talking about Ragnarok don't sound like the way you're talking about Elden Ring. Hey, I, haven't, I haven't got there yet. I'm I haven't got saying. there yet. But uh-huh. I was like, when I think through all of the things that Elden Ring did, and some of like the boss design, like when it, um, I want to say it's, it's one of the last fights that you have. The design of that boss, like if you had that on like, if King had that as a statue, would look just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it's, yeah, I don't want to say which one it is because it's when you get there. But like one of the last bosses you fight, the boss design was like, holy crap, he looks cool. Like, I know he's kicking my butt and it took a little while to learn him, but he looked amazing. Um, Elden Ring was special. And whether we get DLC later on, I mean, that'll be something worthwhile to go back and play. But the f- I don't I don't know how you can tack something on because the game tacked stuff on while you played through it. Like it got bigger as you went. And I was like, OK, so this is going to be the area I've gotten. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one. I mean, I'll go through neon white. Me and my buddy had more fun trading times on neon white for a little. <laughs> it was like a fun like four or five days. I will mm. tell you tunic, though, for an indie game. Go play that on your Steam deck. Yeah, that was fun. good. Uh, have a nice death. I I f- such good things. Tunic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't uh, finish it. Just like for like an isometric little kind of Zelda, like the stuff they did with like the manual, which I don't need to say any more thing more than there's just cool things they did in there. Um, yeah, that is a uh, IGN founder pair Schneider's game of the year. Tunic is okay. Tunic. I can yeah. see it. It's not mine, but I can see why, especially if he's, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I can also see why, but come on, Elden Ring. Yeah, on. It's, like, uh, it's such an easy 10. It's a masterpiece game. It's like, yeah, yeah anyway. Uh, have a nice death. I had fun. It's this little kind of, as you said, there was some indies mixed in. Tunic, Neon White, Have a Nice Death. Um, I did, you know, my first like review on my site with Thymesia. Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. That one's actually really popular and fun. Great it was like, game, yeah. it was just the right little length. 10 to 12 hours and I was like done and I was like, that was the right size. Perfect. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Scorn. Not good. Skip that. Don't play it. <laughs> and then I just finished God of War Ragnarok and without recency bias, but I was like, mm-hmm. I did not expect that game to get me from the start and almost the whole way through. And it hits different for different people. There's a reason chat who watched me play at the opening, like 30 minutes, I was crying. And it's one thing that really hit, it hit me because of a certain reason, which I don't want to tell you because I already played the opening 30 minutes. Yes. Oh, I'm not trying to tell everybody else. Oh, I got you. It's what happens in the first 30 minutes to something. And it's very, oh, and it's something I yeah, can I very much mean, relate okay. to. So okay, it's like got that I got, got me from the start. Exactly. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. as yep, yeah. yep, yep. So yeah, got without a, saying Trav, much. You got a saying for any something he does before the show, which is correlating. I know, so I, I know what he's referring you know, to. You know, I get it now. Yeah, it's just, we get it's it. just surprising me, the people. Yeah. Well, I yeah. get it for him. I get it for him. That made, so that I, one I, hit I, me I, from the start, and I was like, okay. But just the progression that we got through the character development in this game, like Elden Ring for world building, for story, for combat, surprises, discovery, amazing. And then you have like, like you are playing through a cinematic journey with combat that is a blast. That I mean, every time I swing the axe and then throw it away and then pull it back and then you got the blades and then just when I'm walking around, you get the detail of Kratos's back sometimes. And then the cinematic cutscenes when I'm just like looking at the dimples on his forehead. Um, it's a beautiful game. I mean, the actors like 
Thor, obviously. He's in it from the previews and stuff like that. I did not expect the actor who it was. It's the guy, um, Gary Bertier from Remember the Titans. Did not ex- I did not know he did that, and I was just like, that's what I know him from. I don't know him from... Do you know Do you know Odin's actor? Oh, yeah. West Wing, yes. West Wing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you that. Can, yeah, you he can was... so tell it's him, too. You're like, oh, he's sad. That's, that's Toby. <laughs> yeah, it's Toby. Um, but as you play through and you get to the end, you get to see more and more behind Odin, and you get that... Just like the journey, I mean, it's all the little stuff that adds up to it's the little banter between you and Mimir as you're going around the little jokes that there was one point where they're like, hey, there's an herb you can smoke. And they're like, can I? Because the son asks, like, hey, can I? And both him, Kratos and Mimir at the same time without him finishing the sentence was like, nope, like, don't smoke (laughs) the weed. Basically, it was hilarious. And it was like so many little things added up in that to be a special journey when i got done i was just like dialogue yeah the conversations the natural yeah. so if you're a fan of that people gonna love that yeah so it's like for me i i loved both of them for very different reasons and i still haven't settled on my winner and that's what's mm-hmm. hard for me is because wow i, I mean literally like it's no like the way I felt after finishing God of War, the like God of War culminated in this like really cool finish. And then Elden Ring, like it almost overstayed its welcome. Like I wanted to finish, but when I got like, it was finally getting to the point where I was like, okay, do I actually want to finish this thing? So I had to go look at the last couple things, but it was like, it was still like great the whole way through. So it was, I am torn. And you I didn't, you didn't think God of War meandered a lot. I like, enjoyed it. That's the difference. Wisely. Okay. See, that was the thing for me is like, if I'm going to go take care of the side quest and then you like listen to what's going on on some of the side quests or what's going on over here, it's like when you have a moment in, I'll just say a moment in the desert and then a moment in the desert and you get to figure out what happens. And then that ties into a moment later on when you go to a second half of the desert and you kind of get to see the little stories, the way things came together. It's, I just think it's a, it, insanely well put together game where there's not much that doesn't have payoff if you actually kind of see it through i will say that it's funny that you are in between god of war ragnarok and elden ring as your game of the year contenders because one of my big problems with ragnarok and you know i think it's a great game easy eight but i i i don't i one of my big problems with it is it does the thing that Elden Ring doesn't do, which is it holds your hand and treats you like you're an idiot. The now, I, time you play I will 100% and agree that is with so irritating. And any and they, they like solve the puzzles for you immediately. And anytime you walk in the a different direction to do a side quest, the characters comment on it and call you an idiot. Like, don't you know it's this way, you dumb? Now, granted, <laughs> I, I would almost on, I would almost knock it down. A, I would almost knock it down a score level for those moments, especially when uh Freya's with you. When she is with you, she's the worst. There's also moments when you're with other people and I'm like, I'm looking for something and they're not telling me anything. But again, for me, my enjoyment was so high. I'm, I can look past those, but believe me, I understand that annoyance and I completely get that, how that drags it down for you because the world, that was why, like for me, it's very different like, reasons to like it. Elden Ring is the world of like, discovery like as i said that vista when i saw limdell for the first time or if i'm saying that wrong i was like holy like that i'm not dragged to this area i found it and eventually just i tripped into i'm like this looks amazing as opposed to you're gonna go here and do these things but i also enjoyed the journey along the way because i enjoyed the and it was the little things of like you know you still got the leveling up you got a little more but it's like oh you've got a skill tree now well okay you've used this skill enough now you can kind of like 
bonus up that skill. They're just, they added enough to it. And I thought the story did just very cool things. So I've said a lot, said a lot, but that's where my two it's between those two, but there's a lot, there were, I mean, some people have said like, Oh, 2022 didn't have that many. I thought it had, there's a lot of great games that you could play this year. I really do think there's a lot of great games this year. I played so many damn games yeah. this year. I can yeah. tell you, there's a lot of games out there. Yeah, um, and I found it's funny. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think we already had this conversation that I think a lot of people spoke very prematurely, like this was a weak year for gaming, you know, kind of thing. And I, I'm just like, ah, bro, like there's a lot of stuff. Year. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, of I think stuff. when people say that, like, I I'm gonna show with uh, Dan who he only plays triple a games and I'm like, yo, why would you do that? There's so many good games out there. And he's like, well, I don't want to play a game if it doesn't have like huge production values and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, all right, that's a super dumb thing to say. Like just close minded. Like, I don't know why you'd limit to yourself to that. But if you're talking to like the core gamer, the person mm-hmm. who only plays four or five games a year, I could see why you'd think it was a light year. Like it, because there yeah. weren't that many that games like that because a lot of right. the big ones got delayed, right? There was no Starfield mm-hmm. this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if there's going to be a Starfield next spring. Uh, mm-hmm. But the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but we'll see. But uh, mm-hmm. the... Yeah, I, I, I think that there are a lot of good games. It's just they were not people you were expecting for the most part. Yep. yep. There were the Horizons. There were the Elden Rings. But there's also a lot of interesting stuff you wouldn't have played i even think xenoblade chronicles 3 the fact that that got nominated is a big deal because those games usually get kind of forgotten in the noise yeah i was actually surprised to see i was surprised to see it kind of get the game of the year nod between i mean there were a lot of other things deserves it it deserves it if you like those types of crazy rpgs it was the best one this year i think that's pretty Mm -hmm. that's pretty clear it's also it's also funny that Aside from Horizon and Ragnarok, which I would say are like very similar games, they're both that you know, yeah, they're one's person, open the world just one, format, yeah. The just yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if Horizon counts as the just one because well, they both count because they're both sequels, game. yeah. Oh, fair. Right. oh yeah. there you go, there you go. Yeah. You need Dude, I one. hate this, I hate this definition, by the way. I think I know, it's, it's the funny. dumbest debate I've ever I heard. Play, uh, I use fanboy logic so against them to create yeah. it, to create it, yeah. Anyway, um, uh. Aside from those, the breadth of games, they're all so different. And I think that's great. Yes. Um, even though Stray definitely doesn't belong there, it should have been Immortality or something else. But I, yeah. I like that they're all such different games. Xenoblade and Plague Tale Requiem and just a total breadth of talent. It's also huge that Requiem got nominated because that yes. comes from a like surprised. C studio and a C st- publisher. And like it's I'm not so they're not known for being being up there with the, the big names. So mm-hmm. I think that's amazing um yeah. really really no, well I, agree. I, I think even to add on again indie cog i've been even finding joy in like i remember i had a pull with ask dust falls like i oh i, I remember really, about that yeah. i really enjoyed it got nominated it. a few categories i hope yeah. so because i yeah i was looking for it because again i know everybody's the big triple a bro with what production value I like when games try something different and it was a unique art style. It was, and the thing, the way they implemented the storytelling and the choices. And what I like that they did is that mostly that, that format, they don't let you go back. And what I like is they had, not only did they let you go back, they had mass effect level choice branches 
where you can truly see things, you know, that you might not have encountered based on a, a few choices. And I, I love the story. I thought the story was really good. I thought the art style was unique. I thought I felt urgency. There was a lot of times I was really passionate about certain decisions. And then to see that the fact that, you know, not everyone survived and stuff. So I thought that was really good. Again, I'm getting into my... I'm in my boutique game, indie game bag, man. That's just where yeah. I'm at. That's the, that's what's giving that's where me. where I live, bro. Yeah, it gives me the most joy. You know why? It's because we're more busy than we've ever been this year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You yeah. got 15 shows a week, and I've got, you know, the more reviews <laughs> than anybody else on the IGN team. Uh, and I think, I think that is where you find joy in small indie games that can be played in small bite sizes, and you mm-hmm. can finish them. And it's really hard to make room for the... You know, I'm probably not going to finish yeah. Ragnarok until January. Like, it's just mm-hmm. going to take me so long to get to that game because I've got so many things to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised I finished Elden Ring. I really no. am. I cannot believe I finished that game. To the game. Uh, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. So I think mm-hmm. the fact that it was so big, but so many people were like, I'm going to make the time for this one, right. whether it was mm-hmm. timing or whatever else got released around it, like mm-hmm. that a lot of a lot of people push through to try and finish that not everybody but i know a lot more probably did because of what it did which says something about it that's fair and the last one i want to give a shout out to and i don't think it got nominated i'm a little upset was grounded another one like didn't see it coming and i'm just like i kind of wonder if that didn't get nominated because it was a preview game i, I, I wonder like if you if you do a preview game i kind of feel like you screw yourself yeah like you disqualify. Yeah, yeah because they'd never get nominated i think yeah. the only one did was I think Minecraft did when it did its day one, but that was sort of the first game like it that ever did mm-hmm. a preview. So I, yeah, I, I wonder if it would have been nominated. Cause to me, that's like, I also think that fewer people played that game than they mm-hmm. would have if it didn't have a preview, because mm-hmm. I feel like the concept makes you immediately want to play it. But mm-hmm. if you played what I played like two years ago, mm-hmm. you also would have been like, eh, who cares? Cause right. I, I didn't care two years ago, a year ago when I did the preview for Ryan, when they did mm-hmm. the, the hot and hazy update, yeah. Uh, after one year, I also was, co- was kind of like, all right, they're making progress, but I don't really care about this game. Like it, mm-hmm. it, both times mm-hmm. I played it, I didn't care. It wasn't until the mm-hmm. 1.0 when I saw the opening cut scene and I was like, oh my God, like they actually finished this game <laughs> that I freaked out and, and got excited about it. Good so, point. Yeah. Like my brother, yeah, 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 my brother and my nephews were playing grounded. They caught up and be like, yeah, Whoa. we've all been playing grounded. Like my nephews will go wandered. And then my brother said like, while they're sleeping or whatever, he'll build like oh, the dope. whole like zipline network up in the sky or something in their tower. Oh, so like dope. they kind of have a world that they're sharing together, but it's also mm-hmm. funny to yeah. think on the other side, we also have weird games. We have like a couple tragedies that came, like saints row, which is now literally nearly evaporated as a studio. Who's about to get like taken over to go work on something else. Um, stranger of paradise, final fantasy origin. I remember that's just like poor situation. You've got the weird drama nights, dude. Oh, oh, that's the other one. Yeah. Talk about talk about games that should have been on this list. Like yeah. every Arkham game was nominated for Game of the Year. All three of the original the trilogy made by Rocksteady were nominated. Mm-hmm. None this year. None. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was bad. Then we have the drama with um, Bayonetta three. That's a whole thing. Now you've got the drama with um, Doom going on. It's been. Don't forget all the games that didn't come out this year. Yeah. yeah like how much is. This... Xbox is about to have like the biggest year ever. Theoretically, if they can drop half of their stuff, it's still going to be a massive year for Xbox. Yeah. And if theoretically that first year is full, I mean, next year is just dumb. I, I have a next year I have is a so dumb. Going to be like that. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be like that for a lot of studios. E because this was the year we felt COVID, right? Because yeah. COVID didn't affect the year, the first year, because those were 
those games were basically done. It's mm-hmm. affecting games this year and maybe yes. next year. I have no idea. So it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I was like, and we'll we'll get a little breather, but I mean, I don't know what your review schedule is going to be like if you guys haven't played or not, but uh, January 24th for Spoken, January 27th, Dead Space, Hogwarts Legacy, which could be a massive game, by the way. Yeah, I, that, the more I see yeah. about that thing, I swear that's going to be mm-hmm. like an Elden Ring length, or at least it could be 50 to 100 hours. It's going to be huge. It's going to yep. be huge. It's going to be like Persona 5, but for yeah. non-weebs. Uh, Wild Hearts all of a sudden is on my radar as like a Monster Hunter surprising one. Atomic Heart. Now you're seeing that kind of mm, cool art Dragon. style going on. Like a Dragonetian, which is going to be that kind of like remake, which came to... Out oh, of, yeah! Came I'm out so of left field. Um, then you have PlayStation VR dropping Horizon Call of the Mountain. Mm-hmm. VR comes out on the 22nd. Are you guys getting that, by the way? I'm already not. Pre-ordering? I'm not. I've already pre-ordered. I'm going to be too busy to enjoy it, so you guys will have to oh, let you're me know. Oh, you're pre-ordering? Uh, yeah, they sent me. I was shocked. I made the list. They, PlayStation sent me the email. <laughs> yeah, this is Travis. We need to talk. Yeah, no, I'll talk to you at the Jew meeting tonight. I think it's time we. I think it's time we talk to Cog and his. It's DLT. been publicly supportive of PlayStation VR because it increases the footprint in the space. The more people like VR, the more it's better for everyone. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to him about it at our committee tonight. So. Uh, <laughs> and then you got like at the end of February, you got Octopath Traveler, uh, Destiny 2, Lightfall, of course, on the 28th, if it holds. And then March, you got Wolong right there next to it at March 3rd. Wolong. Um, and then what is it? Resident Evil 4 remake late in March. Dead Island got pushed uh, mm-hmm. actually to April, so that's a little later. And then theoretically, Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. In May, like that alone already stacks the top of the year. And that doesn't include what Xbox has not confirmed a date for between. uh, What's the one that's probably like the earliest. Vampire Uh, one. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're talking about. Oh, you're talking about the Xbox one. Xbox. um, Yeah, it's called uh, the vampire four player multiplayer game. Oh, Redfall. Uh, Redfall. Thank you. Redfall. So you, oh, got yeah, Red, yeah. Yeah, you got Redfall. Okay. Forza Motorsport? That's going to be just like... Oh, that's going to be huge. That's going to be graphical. And I want to play that because I am I a motorsport guy. So that's me like, learning every, a track every, and lap every, times and everything. Like, Yeah, cool. every time they don't come out with a game for a year, it's because they're rebuilding the engine. And this time they took a two-year break. Yeah. That game is going to be crazy. Nintendo, miss. I mean, that's going to look yeah. magical. Yeah. It's going to look... Yeah, I mean, you already saw Forza Horizon 5 look good. Motorsport, because now you're on track, smaller, like less. That is going to look insane. Ray tracing live, everything is going to be there. Starfield, if it hits in the first half of the year, I know Maddie won't get his points. We'll see, but it also feels like it could easily get delayed just as much. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we'll see if Destiny hits. But those are just the three that they've announced, much less the second half of the year, depending on whatever your guys' fantasy roster is. Cracks me up, but yeah, there's Maddie's. Maddie's is whole. Maddie's is like the dream of all. Like, like Xbox would have five game of the year nominees if his drop. Like, come on, none of this ain't happening. But I like that you're very optimistic. That you're thinking all of these titles. They had like had like Fable. Yeah, like State of the K three. I'm like, bro, there's no way Fable gonna come out. Fable, no State of K three, no. Like I can tell. Dark on this list. Another one that's not gonna come out at all. I feel like Fable's that. 
Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Fable, I feel like, is nowhere. But, like, yeah. Spider-Man 2, theoretically, is coming next year. And they even yeah. confirmed on Twitter that That'd that's still on track. And if you Ooh. get both of them, possibly Venom, and Dude. if Craven's in Dude. there is, like, the rumor or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spider-Man, both Spider-Mans were excellent. Like, mm-hmm. the that, what Spider-Man did made, like, Arkham feels good. Spider-Man felt, like, also very mm-hmm. good. Kept the action combat going. And after Spider-Man being a few years back to get Gotham was like kind of hurt to see them go backwards. Either of you guys play that? God, I didn't. I couldn't do it after. after, after, No, I couldn't do it after everything I I saw. I didn't play it, but I sure saw a sale. Yeah, it (laughs) is on sale. I'm like, like, just a little lower, just a little lower. I do want to play it. It's going to be a guilty pleasure I think some people will like it. I think I I probably will rank lower than both of you guys. And I assume they'll fix some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm in no rush. If I see it on on like a PlayStation sale next year or something, I just want Mm -hmm. a little beat them up. Sure. But it's usually like when I'm trying to replay stuff, I usually don't put something like that very high. So I'm just not, not a priority. You you guys, you guys are going to laugh when you play that game, because there's a lot of stuff where you're like, Oh my God, they were trying to do a destiny thing and they got cold. Oh, the whole Mm -hmm. live service. Oh, that's real weird. dude. I remember the initial reveal for that game. And it was very destiny energy loot and all that stuff. I was actually on four player co-op. Yes, yeah. I was on a lot when that let... happened, and Ryan was disgusted. He was just like, you know, I know you love Destiny Cog, but I'm not really feeling the direction that this game is going. And they got cold feet. They got rid of all that stuff, but you can still see it's still kind of baked in. And like we said, with the currencies and foolishness that they're still lingering, that you could tell they were they were flirting. They were flirting in the oh, name. Yeah, they you can tell they thought about it. I think this, the new strategy that's emerging in live service, it's actually really fascinating is that you release a standalone game and you wait to see if it's a hit. And then if it is, you build a life service on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Lots of games are doing that. Actually. One is um, Dreamlight Valley, the Disney game Ooh, that oh. I reviewed also. Yeah. They launched it as like, Oh, well you can buy early access to it and pay full price. And it's not a service game, but then you see certain mechanics in it and you're like, Oh my God, this is like designed for them to hit a switch and make it a service game. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about it, Fortnite kind of was that. Because Fortnite didn't launch as a battle yeah, royale no, service, no, it was it launched not. as a regular Pro-op, game. Whatever. They were the switch, and they were like, "All right, it's a battle royale game, and it's got live service." So mm-hmm. I honestly think that, uh, I think that might be the model going forward. Is you'll see like a game, and it'll look like Outriders, right? Mm-hmm. And then if it blows up, all of a sudden it'll become a live service game. I honestly think E. That's the only reason Outriders never became a live service game. I think mm. they didn't define it as a live service game and they were waiting to see if it sold well. And because Square Enix is constantly disappointed in their sales for every game they've ever Seriously. put out, they, di- they didn't turn it into a live service game. Well, mm. speaking of Square, prime example, PlayStation's going to have a hell of a year with them with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and then Final Fantasy, VII, Final Fantasy XVI. Both of those are still slated for next year. And 16 sounds like it's exclusive? in... Is 16 an exclusive? Uh, 16 is PlayStation 5 and PC. Rebirth is PS5, I think. That's at least what Game Inform is showing right now. So it's yeah, I think, I think it's really? uh, six months, though. Six months. Uh, yeah, six months for one of those. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. That's a huge title, the Timegate, because I remember 15 was all over when it yeah. came out. Yep. Yeah. So, like, both of those are going to be big. Uh, but, yeah, Spider-Man 2, that's one I'm majorly looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, like, if Xbox delivers, yeah, what, like, replaced, I know, um, Paris is a big oh, fan yeah, of seeing yeah, that yeah. one. Cool. 
Bicycle. Yeah, there's other stuff that's like, I mean, you saw previews. You had like Ravenlock and you had, there's so, there was oh. some of the Xbox showcase ones that like hit that kind of action. There were a couple. And then, you know, Nightingale's Diablo, one that I feel is like Diablo really, 4. Diablo 4 is like hearing rumors. It's either like beta in February, yeah. release in April. That's like that's huge. not that far that's away. And if the deal, I, if I, the, bet, I bet you Xbox will have an insane year and it won't matter because everyone's going to have an insane year. Yeah, it's, Every, it's, it's gonna be, gonna be crazy. one year that they have a good year. It's gonna be a year where nobody notices because there's so many other games. People are gonna be playing like Hogwarts, and they're gonna be Bro. like, "Oh, what Xbox had another exclusive drop." 2023 is very exciting. Nuts. Yeah. Games. And I, but I will tell you guys, best four or five dollars you'll ever spend: Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivor, dude. That game. Sure. I I don't know. I almost want to look, but it kind of mess up the window right now. The amount of time I have put into that game, just like randomly working on runs and stuff like that. And the mm. reason is it's depth. You would never mm. expect this $4 game to have the depth that it would. And I don't want to spoil the fun of what you unlock, but I'm like, there is more than you think in that game. Mm -hmm. And then if you want a little better looking version, which I can't tell the depth on yet is Soulstone Survivors, which is not a bad, not an expensive one. But Vampire Survivors, man, dude, go. What he did with $5, like a $5 game, support that one. So... Like that, I don't actually think got nominated anywhere, if I remember correctly. It might have got one, or did, did not. it not? No, it did not. Yeah, That's I right. Yeah. The best yeah. debut indie list recognizes Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Maybe it got one, but... Oh, yeah, that was... Indie debut. Yeah, indie debut. It was like first title in from a, like from a studio. But yeah, I was like, mm -hmm. I've... Yeah, I've heard every so often the gaming has been I've had there's been a lot of fun. And again, I could go dump 60 hours into Horizon if I can find time in the next month. But running out of that yeah, window with Destiny coming up again. So it's I can't unlikely. believe you prioritized scorn over. For, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised. You I'm really surprised. It wasn't, yeah. it we were, wasn't talk, a, it we were wasn't, talking about Horizon last year about yeah. player plans. to play It wasn't it wasn't a priority. It was the fact that it was like five to six hours and I could literally probably stream it in two days because I did. It was the timing of me. I didn't have enough time to jump into something big because I knew God of War was coming and it was small enough that I could probably stream in a weekend, probably play it in a couple sessions. And that was it. Like Horizon, that's going to take me a couple weeks to work through, especially well, I'll, with I'll, a lot of streams. So yeah. I'll say this about Horizon. I think it's better than Ragnarok from what I've played of Ragnarok, mm. but it does still have that thing where every character tells you the solution and tells you and keeps talking and telling you how to, how yeah. to do things and where to go, which is even more annoying in an open world game than it is in Ragnarok. So maybe take a break before you jump into her. And that's why it's like, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe play a game that, that doesn't think you're a moron. And then, and then you can go and play forbidden West. And yeah. that was kind of the reason is like, I played horizon one on PC and the DLC, like basically straight through streams, constant, at the start of the year. So that was like a big open world. 60 hours did that. Then we had enough of a break to get like probably Sifu in. Then Destiny. Played that for a while. Then Elden Ring for like 100 hours. So I was like, all right, let me give it a little break on the open world and did some Destiny stuff. Right. Then I'm back again. I on forgot like, this came out on like the same day, didn't they? <laughs> like yeah. Oh, it was oh. Horizon. I think I, I th Destiny, I think I Elden still Ring. One week. I think I was still writing the Destiny to, uh, Witch Queen review, review when Elden Ring came out. Yep. I think that's what happened. It was <laughs> seven or eight days. It was insane. I don't know how frustrated he was. I was like, he's done. And it's they're going like, to do it again. February is going to do yep. the same damn thing again. Like, mm -hmm. there is another month. And that's why I was like, if Destiny... No, half of, the, half, of, half of those will get delayed. Come on. 
I was like, I honestly, yeah. It, Don't you think? Somebody got Hogwarts play. looks like they're ready. Hogwarts yeah. actually looks pretty good. Now, it's I mean, you got like WB. Wild Hearts. I mean, yeah, it's they like there's, they could it's easily delayed. delay it if they get some feedback. But like Wild Hearts, Atomic Heart, um, those two I could see some movement on if they want some more time. Hogwarts, they've just, I mean, they did a 45 minute like gameplay tour of Hogwarts, like of the damn castle recently. Like, oh. So they've done a lot for it. I would honestly be happy if Lightfall got pushed a month, but. Do you guys want to see all the games I reviewed this year? Let's go. And actually, now that I'm looking through this, I'm kind of surprised that some of these didn't get nominated. Talk to me. Okay, so Wind, Windjammers 2. You guys Wind definitely didn't play that. No. Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Oh, God, I forgot this year. about that. I totally forgot about that. that. That did all right. It was a big game. That yeah, was a that big was game. Cool. Supposed to have like 500 hours of content or something. I remember that. Crazy tweaks. DLC. On Far Cry 6 DLC, I reviewed that. Um, Crossfire X. Oh God! See, that's <laughs> one of your that's one of your twos and threes. That doesn't help anything. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Destiny Two Witch Queen. Tiny mm. Tina's Wonderlands. Oh yeah. Mm. I actually, really forgot people, that came up. Heard people that kind is of a enjoyed great that. Game. Yeah, it's a great game. I think I gave it an eight. It's a really good one. Mm -hmm. Postal Four No Regrets. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, Trek to Yomi. We talked about. Yeah. Evil Dead game. Okay. Super yeah. underrated. Came out. It's yeah, probably, I, yeah, definitely the best asymmetrical game. That's actually going to be free review. on what PlayStation Plus, I think, coming up. Uh, no, it's free on um, extra, on, not uh, premium. Epic. But ex oh, Epic. That's right. Yeah, Epic Games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, that game's awesome. I, I think I reviewed three asymmetrical games this year, and that was definitely the best one. Right, I actually played thing. that game a lot. Yeah, uh, Mario Strikers Battle okay. League review. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a uh, good one. Outriders World Slayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. totally forgot. Yeah, sure. early coverage. Yeah, it, honestly, I'm glad we did this because, like, look at all the games that came out this year. Yeah. And people said it was a weak year. Like, yeah. half of these are awesome. Okay, yeah. so Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm. Yep. Digimon Survive. Oh, yep. I remember you talking Deal about Deal Rising. That was Deal a Solstice. Yeah, game. Solstice and Steel Rising were right there. I never played either, actually, but I played the demo of one. Dreamlight Valley, yep. a Disney right. game. Grounded. Yes. One nine. Slime Rancher 2, which is early access. It's kind of not out. I don't know. Plague Tale Requiem, Gotham mm. Knights, Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed, mm. Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. Another oh, very good game. Blue Blur. Yeah. Very good game. And then finally, Goat Simulator 3. Massive. You know, reading through that now, it doesn't seem like that many, but when oh, you realize there's a lot. Yeah, when there's like 12 months in the year, I was and doing like two to three. by itself months. could constitute like three to four games. You don't play by itself. Yeah. I remember. Hours, so that's, yeah, that was. Literally, you did Zito Blade, Elden Ring. <laughs> I, <laughs> Bro. I played Elden Ring. I didn't review it. Yeah. But yeah, Still, I beat that yeah. That's a couple hundred hours right there. Yeah, it's insane. That's insane. Yeah, uh, 2022 is a fun year. I mean, Blister Protocol, we still got coming. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Hearing some ups and downs on, but I think the combat will be solid, is what it sounds like. Ballista Protocol West is going to make you change your underwear. <laughs> Don't forget about my Evil West coming. Oh, Evil know. West! No, that's that's later I this think month. I actually, on that one. I'm not sure yet. I tried to throw my name in the hat, but I'm not big enough, so or at least I haven't heard anything. So I doubt I'm going to get a chance to play it for. Should I have already gotten the code? Probably. Uh, Probably now. We should start hearing. 
stuff. At least yeah, because Evil out. West is November twenty. Oh yeah, second. Yeah, November twenty second. Yeah, we definitely have it if it comes out in uh, five days. Yeah, I guess I'm yeah. not on that one. Damn, I thought yeah. I was. I'm on something. I don't know what I'm reviewing yet. Next, I just finished Goat Summit today. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, those are kind of the last big three. So you got Evil West. Um, looking through November, Warhammer Dark Tide. I know some are looking forward to Callisto. Need for Speed Unbound. Honestly, if I get a little chance, I might play that offline just to goof around. I like. I haven't played a Need for Speed in a while. I'll see if it sucks mm-hmm. or not. Uh, they it probably. Been, will. I was like, they haven't been I've great. Played, I've played a, played a lot of the recent ones, and they're not good. Yeah. And I'm waiting. Here's the thing: as I, as you guys know, I love Fast and Furious, so I'm waiting for Need for Speed to be like the Fast and Furious video game type yeah. game. Like I, I'm waiting for it. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, Midnight Suns, Need for Speed, the Resident Evil Winter Expansion, and Callisto Protocol all on the same day. So yeah, and then Crisis Core at the you know middle of the month as well. If you're looking for that, so you've got yeah decent decent little finish. But Callisto, I'm gonna try and stream that one and scare the crap out of my chat. I don't mind scary games, but yeah, some people are like I won't play it, but I'll watch you. And I'm like, that's fine. Me came out today, I think too, or comes out tomorrow or something like that. What is it? The uh, You know, the uh, anthology, the horror games. Oh, the, the Dark Earth. Pictures. Yeah, that didn't get a great review from you guys, though. I think it got like a five. Oh, I, I know. I saw the five and I was like, eh. I mean, I wouldn't not put some of the other games they've made at a five, but I still enjoy them because, you know, playing the movie theater yeah. mode where everybody is they like part of it was like the story's bad. The characters are bad. I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that all yeah. checks out. It's like it's <laughs> like a one, yeah. you played one of these games. Like, they're all kind of bad. Like, I thought that was the point. <laughs> so i don't know yeah it's uh yeah those are those are like b horror movies you're working through so it's interesting but mm-hmm. um i mean i thought until very good to be honest like, people look. love that people talk about it like it was this fantastic game i'm like i mean it was kind of a crappy horror movie that you got to play through which i really appreciated but it wasn't like good you know what i mean like which one which one, which one? hold on Oh, until dawn, you, you might cut out. Yeah, like, okay. I'm kind of like, I mean, that wasn't. I li- I liked playing it with my friends. It was funny, but like, I didn't, I wouldn't go like, oh my god, like such a good art. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of <laughs> just like a campy ass movie. Yeah, campy, so. yeah, like yeah. a Friday the Thirteenth movie thing. Kind of just go. You just watch it to get your jokes on and stuff. Guilty pleasure game. I could consider it. Uh, that's about all I got though. Yeah, I'm still. I'll I'll decide eventually on my game of the year once hopefully the recency bias, but. They're both special games for me, so it's a good... I mean, you get two masterpieces out of IGN in the same year. That even doesn't happen often. More than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what? Pentiment got one. Yeah, Pentiment. God of War. Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring. Five. Wow, really? It was five. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Reviews. Right back all reviews. I was like, where's your, like, filters? Games? I think there is a filters by score. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is there a way to actually get, like, you know what? It, you know what it is? You can click on any review that's got a 10 and it'll have a slideshow in there of all the other 10s. I think that's Ooh. how they do it. Good. Yeah, I was trying to look through and see, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a fun year. So yeah, uh, we are obviously enjoying our holidays, um, playing games, taking a break, hanging out with family, whatever it is you're going to be doing. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this little bonus episode. And that's the idea. Sometimes Destiny has its moments of, a break. And there are plenty of games that you can use to fill that break. So just take take a breather, check out another game, have a whole lot of fun, and don't spam my chat with all that crap. Uh, 
but uh yeah this was this was fun guys i mean we are gamers for sure that's not going to change but the fact that we talked for not quite an hour but pretty close about all the different stuff that we played and we could go deeper into some of the stuff we wanted to as well it's it's fun so um you guys want to do your outros real quick and then we'll kind of wrap this one up and probably let some of these people get food or a bathroom since it's been like three hours follow me on twitter bitcast on sundays uh and i always appreciate your snide comments and derisive um uh insults uh comment section keep on keeping on no doubt Lord, at Lord Cognito on Twitter and uh, Iron Lord Podcast every Sunday the Lord's Day check us out and of course Defining Duke and Defining Duke Ultimate really appreciate the support there it's been really cool check out that Josh Sawyer interview when you get a chance talk about Pentiment and Obsidian and the future and all that good stuff and uh, yeah man another good show like he said you know talking about all these other games and things you could be doing in conjunction to the Destiny Breaks do all that stuff E. Uh, yeah, for me, Ebontis, you guys know I will be kicking off the season with a uh, stream. I'm going to do my game to give charity stream for that coming up. I'm still picking my stream day, but we'll be uh, helping to raise money for the Bungie Foundation once again. So that'll kick off on the 6th, basically with the season beginning. So if you guys are um, had a pretty reasonable year and want to help people out, that is a great cause. Always going to great things, whether it's iPads for kids in hospitals and stuff. So that'll be coming up. Um Outside of that, yeah, you guys know where to find me. It's Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. It's Ebontis everywhere. And yeah, I don't think I'm going to squeeze Horizon in this year, but I was like, I would I would love to try. I just don't think there's space for it. But that'll probably it's be... forbidden. Yeah, it's, it is forbidden for the West. <laughs> the East is okay, but the West is forbidden. The West. The West. All right, bad puns aside. Thank you, guys. This is our bonus episode. This was 225, actually. 225 episodes. That's we got 76 more so we can pass fire team chat. That's that's the goal. We got to try and get to 301. Fantastic. Yep. All right. Everybody. Thank you, chat. Happy holidays. Hopefully you enjoy and we'll see you next week for um, basically the pre it's going to be a big sandalock swap. So we'll see you guys then. Episode 225. It's been last word. Last word.